This is the Douglas Robin Show. Good afternoon and welcome to Douglas Robin's Den of Discussion. I think today is going to be a very interesting topic for all of us, and that is interrelatedness, connectedness. So I'm going to tell you a story quickly about a tribe, an indigenous tribe. So there was a reporter who, who kind of stumbled upon them and saw it was very community oriented, all the children playing in a community oriented way, even the bigger kids taking care of the little kids and all that. They were all holding hands, smiling, have a great time. So he wanted to test a Western approach, meaning a more selfish, egocentric approach to their games. And so he introduced a game, whoever kid ran the fastest to the boundary line, got a basket of candy. And these kids obviously don't get candy very often. Um, and so the biggest kids won and they immediately started handing out candy to the little kids and the slower kids and the weaker kids. And the reporter was like, no, no, no. Why are you doing that? You get to keep all this yourself. You won. And the biggest kid said, yeah, but I, I can't enjoy the candy if they don't have any. This is my family. This is my community. We take care of each other. How, why would I want all of the candy for myself? And so that leads to this sort of selfish, greedy world, consumerism world, more stuff, more stuff. Give me, let me take before you get. And if you're getting, then I can't have. But that's not reality. There's enough to go around. And there's an interconnectedness to all of this. We are not separate. You know, a lot of the people, as they say, money doesn't buy happiness, right? I mean, sure, it helps. It can help buy you certain things, but you could still be a miserable bastard with money in your castle. But I want to talk about something that, that I find so fascinating. So the DNA of our DNA, right, is 98 I'm just going to read some animals because this, this really boggles my mind. It really makes you think on a deeper level of how we're living and why so many people are suffering in isolation, in depression, uh, in feeling lonely and alone, because our system is designed to break you in that way. It's designed to sever you off from the tribe, from the community. And obviously there are haves and have nots, and some of the rules are designed for the haves and so on. <clears throat> Chimps have 98.8% of our DNA. Apes, 96%. Dogs, 85%. Cats, 90%. Pigs, 84%. Dolphins, 50%. Zebrafish, 70%. What was also interesting about zebrafish, they share 84% of the disease markers with us. Trees even, you know, those life-giving creatures outside your window, 50%, even water has DNA that we share. And obviously we're mostly made up of water. And so there's an interconnectedness, right? These are, these are our relatives, right? They don't look like us, but some of my relatives don't look like me. But, but my point is there's a deeper 
interconnectedness that we're often trying, you know, getting severed away from. Work, 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 buy more crap, stay in this house, don't, you know, don't go to nature. Nature is where you feel connected. And why do you feel connected? Because you are relating to it on a deeper level. You are relating to animals. Why? Because you are connected to them. I'm going to tell you a quick thing. So I was just out in the woods with my dog. He was off the leash. He was running around like a lunatic. And a bicyclist, a mountain biker, came by. And it's such an interesting thing that I observed that the mountain bicyclist stopped. The dog kind of walked over to him. And what did the guy do? He immediately put his hand down. Well, like, what a strange thing. And why would you put your hand down? Because you want to connect to something that you're relating to. You're not going to do that to like a raccoon or something like that. Maybe because you would be maybe afraid or something. But all these creatures, there's an interconnected. Why would we want to pet our dog? You know, if we were really the only selfish creatures, many in our society, we want you to believe we wouldn't have compassion. We wouldn't care about anybody else. Why would we? If, if that's what we are, is selfish, only care about me. Well, then there's no room for anything else. There is nothing else. I'm going to tell you something else. So they found that compassion is actually the strongest emotion. And that is when there is a tsunami or a 9-11 or a volcanic type of event. People's hearts open and care about people otherwise they wouldn't give a damn about. Isn't that interesting? 9-11, I lived in New York City, and I can't tell you the amount of love and compassion I saw from absolute strangers to one another. It was remarkable to me. So this is where we relate on this deeper level, not in this, this mental ego, I get mine before you get yours. That's destructive. It's destructive to you even. When you feel that way, you feel yucky, don't you? You feel cheap. And you're only worrying about yourself. So it's fascinating to me, the connectedness. I've often felt disconnected from the world. I've often felt like I'm kind of isolated. And it made me think, well, of course, because I don't always feel like I'm connected to the community at large or to people with similar interests. I'm just stuck in a job or making money or paying bills, right? You feel like enslaved or, or a workaround. Well, that's not the broader self, right? That's this smaller self, the playing small self. But this isn't the true self. This is sort of a, 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 a fraction of the self because we're engaged in needing to make money or we're isolated. But there are so many communities across the globe, not to mention Scandinavian countries, etc., that time and time again, they are voted the happiest places in the world. Well, there's a reason that many Americans are depressed and suicidal and frustrated and angry because we're not working as a community. We're not working as an interrelated populace. <clears throat> you know, how many times I remember I used to, you know, live in New York City, as I mentioned, people walk by the homeless or I maybe even walk by them like, desensitized, man, after a while you don't care. It's similar to watching the news, right? You see this bombardment of sorrow and hardship in the news and eventually you become desensitized. Your heart closes to this. Well, there might be a, you know, a, a reason your heart closes to it because you're, you're getting overloaded with it. 
But there's also plenty of compassionate things that they don't show you. And I wonder why they don't show it to you. But I just wanted to, to share this to this, this fascinating interconnectedness. We're, re we're related to these animals. Why would we want to hang out with them if we weren't? It would make no sense. Why would you want to hang out with someone you, you have nothing in common with? Do you have to hang out with friends that you have nothing in common with? No. Or, or relatives or anybody else. And so <clears throat> there is a joy that's trying to burst out for all of us, but it isn't about working 60 hours a week. It isn't about losing oneself. It's about gaining oneself and gaining one's truth, one's, one's compassion, one's deeper self. And that's the interrelatedness of who we are and all these animals. And so when you start looking at it that way, you go, well, I, I don't want to kill these fish or I don't want to knock this tree down or I don't want to you know, harm this creature. Well, of course, because you're harming yourself in some way. It's fascinating when something big happens, like a tsunami. Right before you might not have thought about those people or cared about those people, but once that happens, what happens to you? What happens inside of you? There's a connectedness, there's a concern. You know, they've done studies of things outside that, that the heart, something like um, uh, uh, demonstrates a thousand more times the electromagnetic field than the brain does, meaning it, it expands outward like a radio signal. And that you can influence things that are close to you and are connected to things, to animals, plants, trees, everything else, water, water crystals, ice. Even if you aren't touching it, you have your heart has the ability to influence it. So they've said that in many ways, the heart, the heart, you know, the body has an intelligence in many ways far greater than the brain. And that's why it can expand out. That's why you can sense things, instincts, intuition, right? That's not something explainable by the brain. So I think if we all shift, and I think there is a, there is a shift happening in our world right now that people are trying to break through and break out of this prison because really we have been in a prison. Old patterns, old beliefs. Well, a lot of them are starting to crumble and they need to, old ways we teach old ways we interact, old ways we work, old ways, you know, of making money. Right now, in droves, people are leaving jobs. Too much work, too much stress, not enough reward. Much to be said about a simpler life and an interconnected one. And that's where love is. That's where love thrives. That's where love thrives. Only damaged people are, are selfish because they never got anything. They never got enough of what they needed. We heal together. Have a great day, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Douglas Robbins Show. To find out more about Douglas and his books, check out douglasrobbinsauthor.com.